Hello, and welcome to the Global Trading Podcast. I'm Terry Flanagan, editor of Global Trading. Global Trading is all about institutional buy-side trading, and today I'm pleased to be joined by two distinguished institutional buy-side traders. Kirsty McGillivray is head of multi-asset dealing at Aegon Asset Management. I believe she's located outside Edinburgh in Scotland. Hello, Kirsty. Thanks for joining us. Hi there. Nice to be here. And we also have Joe Collery. Joe is head of trading at Comgest, located, I believe, in Dublin. Joe, welcome. Thanks for having me, Terry. Great, great. Thanks. Uh, Really looking forward to the conversation. Today's topic is automation on the trading desk. And this is a topic we've been following closely at Global Trading. Just for a little background on my end, buy-side firms are dealing with fee compression brought about by shifts to passive investments expanded trade reporting mandates from regulators and other headwinds. And this really puts them in the position needing to gain efficiencies, reduce costs, and be better at leveraging data. And they're looking to make a lot of this happen via advanced technologies that can automate processes. Just as an aside, both Joe and Kirsty will be speaking on the topic of automation at Trade Tech Europe, which is on April 27th, 28th. They both speak on April 27th. So if we can jump right in, just as an intro, can I ask you both, Kirsty, we'll start with you. Can you briefly describe your role and responsibilities and just offer a brief thumbnail, talk a little bit about the profile of Aegon Asset Management and the firm's trading desk? Sure. Egon Asset Management is a global asset manager. I head up, as you mentioned, the dealing desk within the UK. We are a multi-asset dealing desk, dealing across equities, fixed income, FX and multi-asset. We are a relatively small team of six, but we are very focused on having that, perhaps not automated trade flow, but certainly that STP trade flow and ensuring we can be as efficient as we possibly can, given that we are uh, executing trades in global markets, you know, effectively 24 hours uh, around the clock. And we have to ensure that we have as much efficiency as possible, and especially in an environment where regulatory is increasing and the pressure on dealers increases. Mm-hmm. Joe, what's Comgest all about? Terry, yeah, Comgest, it's a, we're a global asset manager focused on equities primarily, looking for companies that invest in quality growth companies over the long term. Yeah, we run a desk out of Dublin. There are a team of four dealers currently, and we cover all global equities from, from the desk in Dublin. Thanks. Joe, if we could stick with you, I, you know, I think automation can be a broad term, and there's a lot to work with under that umbrella. But you know, how would you define automation on the buy-side trading desk? What, what are the main benefits? What, what is automation on the buy-side trading desk? I suppose on on our side, we would look at it as the removal of manual processes. You know, those those errors that tend to crop up in in the industry we're in. We we trade for many funds and mandates and sub funds, etc. And they can often have you know similar account numbers, etc. And it makes me think of that famous letter that was sent that had, you know, the beginning and the end of each word had the same letter while the middle letters were jumbled. 
and, and humans were able to read it completely accurately. So the brain tends to try to fix issues that maybe aren't there and this leads to errors, certainly in trading. So what we try to do is automate any of that sort of processes, any repetitive processes, any any manual elements to, to free up the, the dealer's time to look at that real human value skills like market timing or liquidity sourcing, deal making and I suppose analytically looking at TCA, etc. Okay. Kirsty, how would you define automation on the buy side trading desk? Very, very similar to to Joe in terms of it's that it's that manual aspect that makes me very nervous uh, running a dealing desk. And so we try to eliminate that as much as possible. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us perhaps jump to automation as a kind of automation of execution, but actually it's far, far more than that. It really starts as, as soon as the trades come to our dealing desk and actually before that, indeed, to make sure that that STP happens right the way through the entire trade life cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now on the buy side trading desk, certainly there's a wide range, a lot of things going on, a lot of processes. So when you were looking at automation, you know, what processes have been automated, which would you say haven't been automated, but can be automated? And, and are there some processes which haven't been automated and might not ever be able to be automated? Kirsty, you want to take a crack at that as, as to which processes you would put, put in which bucket? So at, at Aegon, we have not automated execution. If I, if I touched on the ones that we've not automated. So we've not automated the actual kind of execution point and that's that's purely because of the nature of our flow is is very much at the, the high touch end of the market and therefore not suitable for automation. We have a very, very, very small number of trades across the asset classes that might fit into the category where we would automate that piece. There are areas where we have what I would describe as a sort of partial automation and that would be in the sphere of OTC derivatives as we move more to a cleared world in the last few years and the ability to trade them on venues and so on. We have managed to get some automation from our uh, order management systems out to the trading venues and back in again but that's not complete and I think there's still some work to be done there and some some work to be done to make those processes flow an awful lot easier than they currently do today. Mm-hmm. If I kind of quickly scan the asset classes, fixed income, in particular the credit markets, are still, you know, to a certain to a large extent dominated by the voice market. And again, you know, we, we have seen, you know, lots of new providers in terms of automation there and so on. But ultimately there's there's still very much a relationship aspect to that business. But what we do is bring in automation even into that relationship aspect and to try and eliminate, as, as Joe mentioned, the kind of manual keying risk that we have through any sort of trade flow. Mm-hmm. Joe, how would you add to that? What, what, what do you think in terms of uh, what processes have been automated, which, which haven't, and uh, you know, where, what the, the gray areas might be? Yeah, thanks, Terry. Yeah, exactly the same as Kirsty. Any any manual element that a human is going to or potentially would make a mess of has has been removed, thankfully, with uh, with computer processing, etc. The stuff we would like to again, like like Kirsty, is perhaps look at our order flow. What can we group together? What can we book it together? What can we get off the desk? Whether that be you know 
a percentage of ADV, a particular order size, a particular mandate to follow the same instruction. The difficulty is, you know, a small order in ADV or something like this for one fund could be quite large for another. So it's it's all about grouping them appropriately to get the best return for your clients. So while automation is, is crucial for the manual tasks, I think in the execution side, there's there's, it's, it's, there's a little scope currently under the current setup to really eliminate the trader altogether because there's so many little idiosyncrasies per client that needs to be respected as you as you trade. Um, so we, we certainly yeah. will look to, yeah, we'll, we'll look that, to do that, this. Yeah, so I think that's an important point that Joe's making in terms of the idiosyncrasies with, with individual trades that that do make me nervous when you know you have vendors in asking you to you could automate more. That that human element of the trader is still very key in the, the trade process, and I, and I do think you know that that's very important going forward in the, the kind of world we're currently existing in. Right, and it is is trade size a part of that? Like I I know in fixed income a lot of this you know small odd lot trades have been automated, but. It's the larger ones that's a more of a thornier issue. So is, is is trade size like a big factor to consider when looking at what can be or should be automated? I, I think I think it's part of the consideration, but actually it's also the you know trade name the 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 area in the market that you're operating in. When I look at automating perhaps some FX or ETD trades and so on, it would be absolutely just on on trade size rather than anything else. But I think in the equity market, I think there's more more considerations to come into mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so the, the buy side overall, if we were to look at the aggregate institutional buy side, how far along do you, would you say, would you characterize the buy side in automation? I mean, is this still early stages or are we pretty well along? I, I imagine to a certain extent, this is always going to be an ongoing process, but just wondering how far along you think the buy side might be in automation. Joe? Yeah, I, I'd still feel it's quite in this infancy. Certainly when you use terminology like AI, etc., um, because as Kirsty absolutely correctly puts it, you you really need to have that human element to understand the relationship with the client, to understand the relationship with the broker, to understand just exactly what you have in hand. I mean, there are, of course, a couple of instances in FXs, if they're quite small, you know, you throw it into a competition, the best guy wins, it's a small trade, it makes perfect sense. There's nothing a trader can add to that, but the rest we still have, have definitely have a need for for traders and that skill set on the desks. Where I feel we are moving and and making great progress is in the the back end, the TCA side of things, where we can really use machine learning to try to understand, okay, I'm getting big, big trades done in this specific venue. You know, there's minimal reversion, you know, we're right in the mid, or perhaps we can even be ultra conservative and sit on the bid if you're buying, and then you're improving that price all day long, effectively like a quant fund almost. And then in that case, then perhaps that kind of information can be completely automated and just keep feeding into your blotter in real time and, and enhance the trader experience to make his decisions going forward. So I feel that's where we can really make value because you don't take then the decision away from the trader to use his skill set, but you enhance it with, you know, this bit of information has actually happened and it could help you make your choice going forward. Mm-hmm. Kirsty, where would you say? I think that's kind of just a point. Yeah, I'd agree there with Joe in terms of, you know, certainly in Europe when we had MIFID 2 come in a couple of years ago, a few years ago, 
we all were were then having to kind of show our best execution and and there was a lot of conversations went on about simply getting a TCE report to to tick a box to show that you're providing the report but in actual fact the information that we're we're getting from those execution monitoring systems and processes are improving the execution quality that we are delivering for our clients i i think on on the buy side you know most now have some form of of straight through processing with an order management systems well established and so on they typically, and I'm speaking generally here, the buy side don't perhaps have the IT budgets that the, the banks and so on do and tend to be perhaps always one step behind in the in the developments. But I think now we are all very kind of acutely aware of what's coming through and, and, and where we should be looking as to uh, as to the kind of next improvements in our system. And, you know, you never get off the wheel. You you always have to keep going because there's always something else around the corner, whether it be a new regulation that you've got to to meet or new client requirements and so on that, that you have to meet that, that mean we have to just keep looking for the new improvements within the systems. Right. And, and, and you know, that you get different trading venues coming on board and so on offering, offering new routes to liquidity. And that's something that we're always looking at are new venues where we could access more liquidity. Mm-hmm. So uh, segueing from aggregate buy side to firm specific, if I, if I can ask, and I think we may have touched on some of this already, but Kirsty, where is Aegon on the automation path? What would you say your firm is doing that might be unique or differentiated? And do you see automation as something you, you need to do to keep up with the industry or can it be a competitive differentiator where you're you know, not only keeping up, but you're actually using it as a differentiator? I, th- I think it could be a differentiator. More importantly than that, for me, with managing the desk, is that the automation piece frees up dealers' time to do actually to use their time better. So, you know, uh, you know, Joe touched on the the t- using the TCA output to improve your execution outcomes and so on. A few years ago, that was something that dealers weren't ever really having having to look at and, and pay attention to. Now, I would much rather my dealers were looking at that than worrying about trading 100 shares of, you know, a, a mega cap name and so on. So I think the automation piece for me means that dealers can use their time more efficiently and be more focused on markets and so on, rather than just having to, whether it's manually keying in trades or uh, manually inputting things into trading systems and so on. That's for me where the benefit comes. And in turn, that benefits the outcome for the clients, the clients get a better outcome as a result of that as well, because the dealers are absolutely focused on on the execution and, and getting the, the full suite of information they require to create that best execution on an ongoing basis. Right. Joe, if you can talk a little bit about Comgest's specific view on automation. Well, in, yeah, in Comgest specifically, we... We sort of have a broad partnership model where all employees are encouraged to to become partners in the in the company. So we believe in the human element is is absolutely crucial. The relationship side is is so automation is never going to be the forefront of our of our company's approach. But much in line with Kirsty and she actually wrote a fantastic article that I got a lot from recently where she mentioned the role of the buy side desk has increased exponentially and effectively become almost like a sell-side role. So 
in line with that, we aim to remove any element of just the manual work to purely to focus on that relationship side that with both clients and liquidity partners at this stage to just try to obtain that best execution. And and Joe, do you, when it comes to automation, do you uh, typically, is it something that Comchest does itself and or do you do it with help from sell-side brokers and technology solutions providers? What's the kind of buy versus build when it comes to automation? Well, we have a team of developers in-house which run our, our in-house system. So they're always available to entertain any any sort of wild ideas we might have on, on looking at the data in the back end. So it's great that we have that facility. So I suppose we continue to leverage that. But if there is a tool out there, you know, an off-the-shelf TCA, et cetera, we, we would always be keen to, to see that we're performing in line with what's out there. And if, if necessary, we would go off the shelf. But currently it's, it's in-house and, and things are working quite well. Okay. Kirsty, does Aegon buy or build when it comes to automation or both? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we leverage the kind of uh, expertise that we can access externally. So, you know, uh, we are very reluctant to build in-house, if you like, and, and, and we, we try to keep you know, on top of vendors and, and what's new and coming through in the market. Uh, as I mentioned, we're not necessarily at the, the forefront of, of technology and innovative technology, but we try to at least keep abreast of the developments. And we, you know, really try from an execution perspective to have a sort of best of breed uh, approach to what we have. I won't bring on new venues if, if I can't have them plugged into the OMS, for example. You know, we, we have no appetite to to add um, extra processes on, onto the current one. So it's very much trying to use external vendors and leveraging them wherever possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, some of the technology providers that we've spoken with, they often emphasize that automation is not a job replacer, but it is a job enhancer. And just wonder what your perspective on that is, Kirsty, do you think automation is a job replacer or is it a job enhancer or is it both? No, I, I, I think we've already touched on it. I, I don't think it's a job replacer. I think it's absolutely a job enhancer. And, you know, I, I do think it then enables dealers in particular on the desk to get a better result for the clients to actually focus on areas where actually their time is, is better spent, whether that is engaging with the market to, to get that fuller sort of market colour picture, whether it is looking actually at new technology coming through, whether it is looking at the, the new, keeping abreast of new regulations and so on coming on. There, there's so much more now that a dealer has to do than, than if you looked five, 10 years ago at a, a typical dealer sitting on a trading desk. Uh, and so as a result, I think their time is better spent looking at these things. And as such, automation allows them that time to be able to focus their attention on, on these areas, which are, which are more of a value add. Mm-hmm. Joe, thoughts on that? Yes, I'd, I'd agree again with Kirsty. I mean, our, our volumes have grown exponentially year on year and without some element of automation removing those manual tasks, we we couldn't have continued with the numbers we have in, in the fashion we have. I mean, it's, it's going to increase accuracy. It's it's increasing efficiencies with the employee time is much better spent addressing all those regulatory issues, all of the changes coming down the line. And it does reduce turnover. Um 
I mean, you're going to have happier employees. You're not going to have intelligent, smart, savvy traders doing manual processes. You're going to have them doing the stuff you've hired them for, thinking outside the box, looking at the deal from a bigger point of view. So you're doing, having them doing real value-add services rather than the manual side. And I think traders are going to stay with firms that have that capacity rather than a, a large element of manual processes like, like the old days. Right, right. Okay. Okay. And I think the, the final the real question I had, Joe, if I could stay with you on this, what is the future of automation on the buy side trading desk? I mean, say we were having this podcast a few years on, what do you think would be the key themes? Well, I mean, there's been a lot of talk of, and it's indeed in place of, of smart order routers and algo wheels and all this type of thing. So I suppose there's definitely scope for identifying again those perhaps smaller low ADV orders that the traders again aren't adding that much value that could be automated and and we could look to to engage with partners and, and use their leverage all of their infrastructure once what we tend to wait to see that it's been in place sort of three to five years so there's a proven business case for it and then we'll we could jump on board as well. But again, I repeat, it's, I think it's definitely more in the, in the back end. It's analyzing all that data. In the old days, you could keep this in your SQL database. You could interact with it with VBA. You know, your Excel skills were sufficient. It's, it's not the case anymore. You need to be looking at Python. You need to be looking at towers and towers of servers to hold all this data. And we just don't have that sort of in-house storage capacity because you're managing so much of the stuff. So... It's going to be how we interact with that. It's going to be how that helps enrich our process going forward and helps us make decisions for, for better execution quality. Right. Kirsty, what's the future of automation from your perspective? What does your crystal ball say? Yeah, I mean, it's something very similar. I think you know, Joe makes a very good point on that you know, consumption of data. We're only still at the moment toe dipping into being able to consume that data efficiently and, and to your advantage. One area sitting on a multi-asset desk that that we are starting to see some more automation coming through, and I would hope in five years' time, if we had this conversation, it would be well established as in the new issue process. And you know, I, I would be quite excited that that in five years' time we would be sitting around here and and have kind of an automation process around that that new issue process, engaging with the banks and so on on that, because it's one area that I still feel is is very manual and not very transparent. But anyway, I think, you know, we, we build more and more in, and I touched on OTC derivatives earlier, we're, we're starting to get a, a better processes there, less automation, you know, more more cleared derivatives. In five years time, you might be looking at cleared FX and cleared NDFs and so on. All these sorts of things then bring a, a nicer route through on the, the whole trade cycle. And, and remove, we're always seeking to remove that manual element. And we still have some manual elements. And I would hope that we can, we can start to remove them one by one. Uh, and as a result, you know, as Joe, as Joe mentioned, to spend more time looking at the, the value add of the process rather than just the manual bit of the process. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Just for final words or key takeaways. So in, in other words, if uh, we had a listener who could only hear the next 30 or 60 seconds of this podcast, Kirsty, what would you say was the, might be the key takeaway of this, of this topic and, and also will be the topic of your panel at Trade Tech Europe next month? I think that you only, you know, if, if you haven't done very much automation, you only need to do a little bit and it makes a big difference. And you are eliminating that manual risk, which is, which is key in everything that we do. 
So uh, anything that reduces that manual risk should be uh, absolutely welcomed. And you don't need to go full blown into ma- automating everything because actually the human element is still very important in everything that we do. Joe, final thoughts? Yes, I completely agree. If it can be automated and it's a manual process, and in fact the risk is actually more that a human is going to make an error, automate it all day long and just free up those dealers to use the value-added capabilities that they, they all have. You're going to have a happier employee, you're going to have a more accurate desk, and you're going to reduce turnover, definitely. Okay, that was Joe Collery, of Head of Trading at Comgest. Joe, thanks much for joining us today. Great conversation. Thanks for having me, Terry. And Kirsty McGillivray of Aegon Asset Management. Kirsty, thanks much. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Terry. Very enjoyable. Thanks, Joe, as well. And just a reminder, Joe and Kirsty will be speaking about the topic of automation on the buy side at Trade Tech Europe on April 27th, 28th. The link to register for free is in the podcast article. And thank you for listening. This has been the Global Trading Podcast. I'm Terry Flanagan, editor of Global Trading. 